This is Radio Maria, and for today's morning program, we have a special for you. We have two authors joining us live from their homes. We have with us Lavinia Byrne and Jane McBride, who have worked together on a Lenten course based on West Side Story. The book is called A Place for Us, and it is published by Friends of Radio Maria. Darton, Longman and Todd. There's also poetry in the book by Phil Lane. So today we have Lavinia and Jane. Welcome to the programme, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. I must ask, all right, before we get into the thick of the the book and what it's about, how did you two meet and, and what inspired you to create some Lenten courses? Well, I'm going to answer that first. Jane is my lockdown buddy. She's a doctoral student in Belgium, and we made friends over the internet. The important thing about our friendship is I'm a Catholic, and she comes from Northern Ireland, where she is part, she was as a child, part of the other side of the community. Jane, you say something about how we met. Yes, that's right. It was through a, a mutual friend who's a, a colleague of mine. Um, I work as an interpreter here in, in Brussels in Belgium, and she lives part-time in Wells, which is where Lavinia meets, uh, lives. And um, yes, she thought we would get on because we both come up against, in some ways, the, the hierarchies of the church, and they haven't always been particularly kind but we've survived and we've come out the other side with intact faiths and um, still wanting to um, to live out um, what we believe and uh, so when we met we had a little bit of um, catching up over what had happened to us in our lives and uh, we realized that we got on very well and we both wanted to look towards the future positively and the friendship grew from there. I love it so you met you're getting along very nicely why write a book together, though? Why not just have a cup of tea or do a Zoom murder mystery? Why a book? Well, I was approached by Darton Longman and Todd to think about a Lent book because I've done Lent books in the past. And I know Jane is very musical. She sings and she is someone who loves musicals. So... I chatted with her and lo and behold, this idea emerged. Do you want to say something about that, Jane? Yes, we, well, we did all the the Zoom stuff that people did during lockdown. We played Scrabble and we had little quizzes for one another and we really had a good time. And then actually, Lavinia's been quite modest, but she has written a, a previous Lent book and also an Advent book. And a small group, including my mother and one of my close friends here, decided we would read that together with Lavinia. Um, We did the Advent one and then we did the Lent one. And we just kept saying, there's such wonderful material in here. Maybe this could be reissued. And actually what came out of thinking about reissuing was, let's write a completely new book. And this series that Darton Longman and Todd has been doing over the last few years, where they've taken a popular movie and mapped the themes of that onto the themes of Lent, they asked us to choose our own 
movie and of course the new Steven Spielberg version of West Side Story had just come out when we were thinking about the book and as Lavinia says I love musicals um, we performed a lot in musicals and uh, this just seemed to be a perfect fit and of course the themes of West Side Story are so relevant for Lent. It's true uh, you've also it's not the specific version of West Side Story seems to be an important part of why Lent, why this year. You've, we really, it seems with the book, you've really latched on to Rita Marino, who plays the part of Anita, Bernardo's girlfriend. And I believe she won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. And you use this actress, not just the character, but the actress's life a bit as well in the Lenten book as you journey. Uh, Jane, can you, can you tell us a little bit more why that character? Why Anita? Well, it was really remarkable because, of course, the first time that they uh, made uh, West Side Story in 1962, Rita Moreno was the first Latina to, to win an Oscar. And that was for her portrayal of the role of Anita. And then Ariana DeBose, who again won, she won a BAFTA and an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for her performance in this new version of West Side Story, um, you know, made history and was very open about being a queer woman and um, also having having come from a, a difficult background and wanting to inspire other people. And Rita Moreno also has a, a new character created for her in the new version of West Side Story, where she's someone who crosses the the borders between the two the sharks and the jets and their two different worlds and who sings the title song which has given its title to the book a place for us in this new version so it just seemed the themes we're looking at about belonging and otherness and difference um they just seem to be um embodied in the characters of um of the actresses playing the parts and in the parts that they played so how do we use this book? Do you, is it for just individuals? Can groups uh, journey along? What do we do? The good thing, as I see it, is both is the simple answer. And although Lent's already well underway, you could pick up the book today and start using it. Because although the material is divided and set over five sessions, it's possible to just dip in, frankly, because there's Bible readings, there's commentary on scripture, there's poetry, <clears throat> there are stories. Jane tells an amazing story about being a little Protestant girl in Northern Ireland and going out on her 13th birthday and having fish and chips and ice creams and all those exciting things one does approaching becoming a teenager and suddenly there's a loud bang there's a bomb and her childhood world is shattered so all those things are there there are stories from me as well about what it's felt like coming from an irish and french background in my case about being part of the rich mix of modern Britain. I love, oh, ho, 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 ho. Jane, uh, Lavinia has just given us a little teaser. Would you mind sharing with us just a little bit about that that instance, that story that she shared with us? 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, it was it was my 13th birthday, the first time I'd um, been allowed to go off on a trip. On a, We went on a train with uh, three of my friends and unaccompanied, no adults. And we ended up in this little seaside town in Northern Ireland. And we did, as Lavinia said, all the things that one does as a teenager. We were playing in the amusements and we were eating ice cream. And then all of a sudden this bomb went off. And it was... It was just uh, something that stays with me to this day. And, and we thought, with our logic, that if we ran off and sat on the end of the, the pier, if there were another bomb, we could just jump into the sea and we'd be safe. So you can see all of those those childish ideas of um, you know that, that we were trying to, to reassure ourselves with. And we didn't really know what to do. And in the end, my parents had heard on the radio that there'd been a bomb and they got in the car and came and found us. Um, but it was it was a little bit like the ending of childhood, the ending of the the moment when you think the world around me is not safe um, and and a stepping out into adulthood and trying to to remake ourselves. And actually, I hadn't thought about that incident for a very long time. And when we were looking at telling our personal stories for the book and looking at examples of times when um, we've been changed by the events in our lives that one came to the surface so it was quite healing in a way to to write it down it's true and sharing so sharing our stories sharing our experiences not only can be healing for ourselves but are such a blessing such a treasure for others to learn from to empathize with and to also connect with which is also absolutely right and that's really why we've been personal in this book. We've been anecdotal. It's not a dry tone. It's about reflecting on your story, not just telling the anecdote, but drilling down and trying to understand what it means for us, for the work of God in our lives. Which pairs up so nicely with the film, especially with how you've broken it down. As uh, if anyone's interested in story writing or or just going along on the journey, it is a huge benefit, a, a huge great idea to have the visuals along with it. So we're you're sharing your personal stories. We've got the characters in West Side Story sharing their personal story, sharing their personal lives with us as an audience and letting us dive deeper into it. Lavinia and Jane, this approach is very Ignatian. And I I think it, it's definitely something that a lot of us are connecting to as we try to let learn how to share our stories, but may not be brave enough or know the right way or use the right, how, what tools to use to share our stories. So I, oh, I applaud you. I applaud you. Has have you gotten any feedback from any groups or anyone that's been that has gone through this this bo- the, these sessions with the film? Um, should I just uh, let me just speak to that if I may? Um, <clears throat> we're reading online with a group of um, churches here in Brussels. Um, there's about sixteen to eighteen of us at any time online, and so far that what you've mentioned there about stories is the thing that comes up, and it seems to be we weren't necessarily expecting it, but it seems to uh, spark off um, people's reminiscences and people's memories, and lots of people online wanting to share 
their personal experiences of the the themes that we're describing. So far, we've just done two sessions. We've done belonging and otherness and difference. And it's a multi-cultural um, group. It's an international group because here in Belgium, you get a lot of different nationalities coming together and from different church backgrounds as well. And so we're offering people different opportunities in each chapter, um, a biblical one because we're engaging with scripture in every chapter, a personal one because we're getting these stories off our own chests as well. And then uh, a reflection on Psalms and the, the, the biblical heritage that comes um, to, to everything that we've been writing. And then also Phil, who works for Oasis with marginalised people here in Brussels, has written some lovely poetry for people who want to go away and reflect. Um, but as you say, Ignatian spirituality, of course, is caught up in this um, and wanting people to identify with um, different characters in the Bible story, different characters in the movie. And we begin every session with uh, watching some scenes from the movie. So that kind of breaks the ice for people, too. Do you know something? Only this morning I was reflecting on Ignatian spirituality and thinking, what makes it so unique, so different? If you look at the rule of St. Benedict, for example, it's about growing in a group, a community. If you look at the constitutions of Ignatian, of the Jesuits, it's about the growth of an individual into the group and how an individual finds an identity through forming relationships. I'm not surprised nowadays there's such an interest in Ignatian spirituality because we're all struggling to understand our place in the world and how to grow. I'd love to write another book with Jane. I think she's fantastic. <laughs> you know, I only have to say to her, please, could you do 500 words on? And she'd get them back to me the same day. So I know she's a good author. So what, I'll tell you what my idea is. To take types from the Bible and do a self-help book about how we grow in the company of your Radio Maria, for example, our blessed lady, Mary, the one who said yes. How do we grow as people who say yes? And I think by exploring the scriptures in an Ignatian way, we could write a fantastic book. Jane knows I'm interested. <laughs> think she's going to be landed with... <laughs> Jane, we won't let we won't force you to give her an answer yes or no here. <laughs> but we 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 will be looking forward to any future writing. Lavinia, you've you've really knocked on the head something that's really coming about. I think it was in the seventies, the sixties, seventies, where self help books really started coming about with this idea of I can find help myself. Of course, you have therapists coming out, you have a psychologist and all these arise in supporting yourself, but doing it yourself. In the 80s, I am a man, a, 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 made, a man made man. I can do what I can. I've, I've worked hard. I've created this for myself. And in the 90s, it happens as well. So I think we're in this new dawn. It's not new. I think this has started 
maybe a decade ago, we were looking towards the teachings, towards the saints, towards the Bible, towards our scriptures for help. We can no longer be a person to oneself finding support in oneself. We now are opening up and through the good work of you, Jane, and you, Lavinia, we're finding ways to access those saints, those scriptures, access the Lord in supporting us, accompanying us on that journey. And finding out more about each other, learning about relationships and growing through forming relationships. Yes, absolutely. I like your analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I I am I let so let me take a little break. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, this is Mornings with Radio Maria. And today we have the privilege of having Lavinia and Jane, authors of A Place for Us, which is now available from Dart from Darton, Logman and Todd. A Place for Us, which is a Lent course based on the West Side Story, the new film from 2021, directed by Steven Spielberg. In the book, there's also included poetry by Phil Lane, and the book is can be used as an individual, but definitely as a group, to go through the film and also identify scripture and themes about finding belonging, finding a place for us. Where is in the story, Jane and Lavinia, one of the saddest things, I recently watched this film with my young boys, who are 10 and 8. They were 9 and 7 at the time when we watched it. And they, I think this was the first film where it was a sad ending. And it, when it ended, they said, wait, that can't be it, mummy. What happens next? What happens next? And during Lent... That's what we're doing now, aren't we? We know the ending coming up. He's going to, he keeps telling us, Jesus keeps saying, oh, I'm going to be, I have to sacrifice myself. We ha I will die on the cross. And it leads us through this Lent wanting to know more, wanting to know more. Well, I find it quite um, curious at the beginning that our brief was really to finish this book as we start um, Holy Week, really, which means that the book in some ways does finish like the film with a, an unhappy, potentially an unhappy ending. But then people are, are encouraged then to go into their own churches and to live out the events of Jesus's life during Holy Week um, in their own community, having taken whatever they could from the Lent book along the way. Um, it's true that it's a very, very sad ending in this particular version of West Side Story. But there is, there are rays, there are little um, pinpricks of light, of redemption, as you see the jets and the sharks come together with the coffin and as they, or with the body as they, they move um, into the darkness. And you have Valentina there, who, as I said before, brings the communities together. So, yes, as you say, we're preparing for a sad time of Holy Week, but also hopeful um, of what will come. And in a way, those pinpricks quite literally are shown by our dear Mr. Spielberg through the lighting, through the stage work. But we also are, we are commissioned the jets, the sharks that are there are commissioned to share their story. Don't let this die with them. Share the story, just like Jesus is having the apostles do. Share my story. Go out and share it. 
Lavinia and and Jane, one I've got I've got one more thing. Uh, uh, well, one more thing from me. Why? How we've got we've got Jesus's story way back, way back. We've got West Side Story that takes place uh, in the early twentieth century. This why is this so applicable to now, to twenty twenty three? I reckon you've missed out something, haven't you? Shakespeare, ah! the Juliet story. This is a perennial story, a love story, a story about love bringing people together across communities. And it can cause disaster, but also out of disaster comes hope. I think it's because it's a timeless story. It does speak to us now. Jane. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, the, we, we took the three levels. We took Romeo and Juliet, which, and of course, Shakespeare wasn't making up anything new. He was probably basing his story on other stories of the time. And then you have that theme continued in West Side Story. And then you see the same themes, um, which are easily mappable onto the life of Jesus, particularly the life that he lived, which is like a whole life during um, Holy Week and everything that he went through from being celebrated as as part, as, as a new potential king, to being betrayed, to being um, imprisoned and beaten. And all through this, you have this gift of love that he carries with him and which um, takes us through Holy Week. Um, and then we have to pause in a very dark uh, place, which Romeo and Juliet also have us do and which West Side Story has us do. And then what we get in the Christian story, which I suppose potentially we, we could say we don't get so much in the other two stories, is is the wonderful next step of, of resurrection. But we choose to believe that it's there, potentially in Romeo and Juliet in a West Side Story, even if not made so explicit. And also, the, there is a profound need to go through Holy Week. You can't escape the pain, the suffering, in order to short-circuit and grab the resurrection. And that's true in our lives as well. Great pain, great suffering, and also great joy. Ladies, I am looking forward to going through this i think uh, i think as a family uh, definitely my husband and i uh, can go through this together and ladies and gentlemen listeners please do have a think have a look at a place for us you can find it uh, online you can purchase it and definitely check out darton longman and tom their publication site and you can find ways to purchase it as well and it it will be around so perhaps this year do it for yourself or do it as a small group and then maybe next year look deeper i can see this being really great for especially young adult groups youth groups uh letting letting this come alive letting scriptures letting their worlds their current films and stuff really help them dive into holy week and lent uh, Lavinia and Jane, uh, we're running out of time. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, just good wishes. <laughs> Genuinely good wishes. And on my part, profound thanks to God that I found the amazing Jane. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I mean, that sentiment is reciprocated. It's been a wonderful friendship. It is, continues to be a wonderful friendship. And uh, yes, watch the space for our next book. I'm going to end the, prayer, uh, the program with a, a short prayer. 
Oh, come Holy Spirit. Thank you for bringing people together, such as Lavinia and Jane, through whatever tools, whatever amazing technologies that you've provided for us. Thank you for those that create art, musicals, films that can let us discover inner stories within us, go deeper into our relationships with others and find a way to help ourselves grow through living out other people's stories. Lord, I hope that through their book that people all over will find ways to share their stories, make those connections and deepen their encounter and friendship with the Lord this Lent and whatever Lent they are experiencing. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, ladies. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you.